0: Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible says we shall rejoice. But can I just say this praise team and I? We're gathered here together, and we are rejoicing. And I know that you at home, you're rejoicing as well because the Lord has brought us through another week. It's another day's journey, and we're glad about it. Does anybody know the Lord is good? God is great and greatly to be praised. We welcome you. We welcome you to these services. We welcome you to our worship. And listen, I told you on last week... We're not where we usually are, but I'm absolutely convinced that God is where he usually is. He's still high and lifted up. He's still on his throne in heaven. God is still large and in control, and we ought to give him praise, glory, and honor, for he's the awesome God that he always has been. From everlasting to everlasting, he is God, and we've come to worship his holy name. Come on and pray with me now. Father God in heaven, we thank you for another day. We thank you that you are God, you're supreme, you're sovereign, you're good, you're great, you're awesome. There's none like you. And Lord, we bless you this morning for waking us up, for bringing us here together, for allowing us to worship your holy name. God, in these uncertain times, we thank you that you are the certain God, that you have not changed. Your character, your nature, your goodness has not changed. You're still God and you're still good and for that we glorify your name now god have your way in this sanctuary have your way in this service do what you will say what you want encourage our hearts and lift our heads in the name of jesus and for his sake we pray and everybody said amen amen And amen. Listen, you might have thought you needed a lot of things, but this virus, this pandemic is showing us that that there's some things we can do without. We don't need this, that, and the other, but I promise you, through this, we need our Lord and our Savior. He's all that we need. Come on, praise team. Let's bless him this morning. Here we
1: go, y'all. Come on, we gonna give him glory because he's worthy to be praised. And whatever you need, he can be all of that. Here we go. You're all. You're all I need. Get every breath you breathe. Breath You're all I need. You're all I need. Let your river flow.
2: scriptures coming from John chapter 3 verses 1 through 16. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time unto his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended unto heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Please join me in a word of prayer. Father, we humbly submit ourselves to your throne this morning. Father, thanking you for giving us another day of worship. Father, allowing us to be able to praise your name, Father. Even though we're absent in the body, Father, we know we're never absent in the spirit. Father, we lift up your name right now. Father, even though society is telling us we need to practice social distancing, your fathers, your believers, as your children, you tell us practice distance socializing. Continue to share with one another, continue to call one another, text one another. Father, email one another, to check on one another, to sacrifice for one another, Father. Continue to be there for one another. Father, we know that with you, we're never lost and we're never alone. Father, we know you give us victory over any virus. Father, we ask that you continue to be with us. Continue to lift us up, Father. Bless us as only you can, Father. Continue to lead us. Father, not let us be consumed by the worldly thoughts and beliefs, Father. To not be ruled by fear, Father, but understand that you have victory over any virus, Father, and that you shall always lead us, that you will always keep us, that you will always sustain us, Father, and you will make a way, no matter what the world throws at us, Father. We are a spiritual being. And we will be led by you, not by fear, Father, but by faith. And we ask you to continue to bless us, Father. Bless those that are bereaved. Bless those that are sick and shut in. Father, bless those that are facing fears right now, Father. Replace their fears with faith, understanding that you have power over all things. And no matter what comes our way, no matter what circumstances, Father, you are an uplifter. You are a healer. Father, you are a comforter. Father, you give us victory over anything, Father, that comes our way. And, Father, that we, we act and we talk and we speak, Father, we walk in the spirit of faith. Father, we keep us in your care and continue to watch over us and love us as only you can. Father, these blessings we send up to you and hope that it is pleasing in your sight. Father, these blessings we ask through your son, Jesus Christ, and it is in his name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen.
1: This morning, we want to proclaim that he is God. And beside him there is no other We want to give him glory cuz he's worthy worthy to be praised And we proclaim this this morning in a in a soft voice that he alone is God For you, For you alone, our God our God For you are God alone. For you are God alone. alone. Yes. Just stay right there and bask in His presence. For you alone. For you are alone. Our God. Our God. Yes. For you are God alone. For you are God. Yes, Lord. Alone. We. Can your name in this place for you alone. For you alone. Our God. God alone. For you yes, are yes. God alone. alone. Oh, just stay there for a minute. Stay there for a minute. Say it again. For you alone. For you alone. our God, our God. Oh, no. <laughs> for you are God alone. For you are God. alone. For you alone. For you alone. alone. power forever and ever. Amen. Be all glory, glory and honor, dominion and power. Oh, yes, Jesus. For you alone. For you alone. Are God. Our God. Yes, Lord. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. For you are God alone. For you are God alone. 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 You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. We lift you up in this place. We lift you up you're worthy God I said you're worthy God I came to give you my best praise my best praise God cause you're worthy you're worthy no matter what's going on you're still worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same you're worthy God you're worthy you're worthy you're worthy, you're worthy in this
0: Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. What a wonderful promise that God hasn't gone anywhere, that his kingdom is everlasting. And so is his power and his authority. He is God all by himself. Amen. Amen amen come on wherever you are in your in your home in your living room in your bedroom come on let let, just worship the lord give him praise right now go ahead and give him praise right now don't just look at us don't just listen to us you give him praise right now you worship him right now thank him for another day's journey thank him for keeping food on your table through all of this go ahead and worship him right now in your heart in the privacy of your heart you you make your house your own sanctuary yeah, you run around in your own sanctuary right now. Lift hands in your own sanctuary right now. This is the day that God has made. Rejoice. Be exceedingly glad. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. We magnify you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen say amen. Now listen, I told y'all how to say amen. Y'all gotta type it. You gotta type it. Type amen. Amen. Put amen on the screen. If you're on the chat, put amen on the chat. Let them, let us know that you're with us. Amen. Don't leave us here by ourselves. Inter- interact with us. Engage with us. Also encourage your family and your friends to join us by way, way of live stream right now. Let them know that K-Chapel is alive on live stream and we are well. The church is victorious in and through all of this. Amen. Amen. Listen, we do want to remind you also this week, this Wednesday, we will be kicking off our live stream Bible study. We invite you to join us by way of live stream for our Bible study Wednesday at 7 p.m. Wednesday at 7 p.m. That's right. Amen. Wednesday at 7 p.m. We're going to get our Bible study kicked off. We want you to join us by way of live stream. It will start. We will be on time. Amen. We will hold you maybe a little bit less than an hour this time. It just depends. Just depends on what the Spirit says. But join us and let your friends know as well. Listen. Also, remind your family and friends that we will continue in this format of worship by live stream only until further notice. You don't have to call and wonder if we're going to be live stream or if we're going to be, be meeting here. If we're going to meet here, we're going to tell you way before and let you know so that you will know that that things have changed but if we don't say anything be be ready to worship with us by way of live stream listen we want to thank you for responding in the phenomenal wonderful way that you have uh in connecting with us through our k connect cards uh there's been a great response so far but we need you to continue we know that we have not captured everybody in our k connect cards so if you've gotten that text if you've gotten that text we want to make sure that you go ahead and connect with us by filling out that e-card and submitting it Also, if you know of individuals who are not connected electronically, we need you to help us capture them. That means that we need you to fill out a card on their behalf. You know their information. You know where they live. You know their phone numbers. uh, But they're not tech savvy. They may may not have smart tablets or computers or anything like that. But we want to make sure that they are a part of this Cade Connect. So we need you to fill out a card on their behalf if you've already done so. We thank you. If they're on your minds and you're wondering if someone has already done it, We'd rather err on the side of caution. Go ahead and fill out another one, and if it's duplicated, we know how to to go through that and delete duplicated files. But we want everyone's name, every contact to be submitted. Help us do that. It's going to be imperative that we do that as we move forward because through the Cade Connect, we're going to be able to communicate with you directly to know what the needs are, to be able to assist individuals who are in critical need right now or in the future so that no one gets lost, left behind, or go without need being met during this time. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, we also want to thank you for those of you who have uh, worshiped through giving by way uh, of online giving. It is a wonderful format. Somebody, somebody uh, called me on yesterday. Somebody texted me this morning. It was their first time using uh, the online giving. and They said, Reverend, it's so easy. That's right. It is easy. And it's convenient, too. That means, watch this. You don't have to wait until Sunday to give. You can give on Saturday. You can give on Monday. You can give on Wednesday. If the Lord wakes you up at three o'clock in the morning and says you ought to give, you can give right then you don't have to wait until the doors are open to give you give when the lord says so when your heart is so moved and so if you have not downloaded that that app and have that information please do so now but we want to remind you that we are still receiving mail you can send your checks your tithes your offerings by way of mail or you can also come during the designated times friday or saturday friday from uh, 10 to 10 to 1 saturday from 10 i'm sorry friday from ten to three saturday from ten to one friday from ten to three saturday from ten to one we will someone will be here to receive your tithe offerings if you will stop by on the east side of the church that's next to the pastor's parking space that door has a mail slot you can drop it right in and we will receive your tithes for those of you who have not given this is the time to do so right now we are opening opening our, our, our doors, opening also the, the tie line, opening the phone lines. We want you to give and be a part of this giving moment. The praise team is coming now because you cannot beat God giving. Amen. we give you glory, praise and honor. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. And Lord in these trying and challenging times when the economy is uncertain, uncertain, we know God, we can lean and depend on you. The Bible says and we believe that you shall supply all of our need according to your riches and glory. So God Give us faith to believe that in and through all things our needs shall be met. In Jesus' name, amen and amen god bless you god bless you again listen we want to remind you we are still receiving checks by mail amen and tithes. these regular envelopes they still work y'all they still work amen and so i want to give this to our deacon right now amen if you want to mail it in if you want to send it in if you want to put it in the slot amen the slot is open you can drop by listen i don't believe anybody will be mad if you decide to come by Uh, after the close of this service and just say, I want to drop it. I believe, I believe somebody back there will receive it. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The praise team is coming now as we prepare now for the word of God. Listen, I told you on last week, uh, I know it's sometimes challenging in your house, uh, in your place of work or wherever you are watching us right now to, um, uh, to kind of zero in and concentrate uh, on what's going on here uh, that may be because there's so many distractions around you and one of the ways that you really have spirit and truth worship uh by way of online and live stream you've got to turn everything else off yeah you, you got to turn everything else off you, you got to turn the radio off in the background you got to turn the tv off in the background you got to sit the children down amen they would usually be in children's churches somewhere else you want to sit them down right now. Bring them around. Sit them down on the floor. Put them on the couch. Let, let Playtime is over right now. It's time for church. Amen. Get quiet. Get quiet. Get settled. Get somewhere. Sit down. Listen to the praise. Listen to the sermon. And let God use you and speak to you in this moment. But if you're going to get it, if you're going to receive it, you have to prepare yourself. So prepare yourself. Prepare your environment. Prepare your heart to receive the word of God. Get quiet now. Amen. Bring worship to the foreground. Put everything else in the background. And hear the word of the Lord. Praise him as coming Protector, deliverer, savior, sanctifier. He's everything we need him to be. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Bless you, God. Bless you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Praise team. John chapter 3 verses 1 through 16 serve as our scripture for this morning. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 and then go down to 16. It reads on this wise. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want y'all to help me preach this this morning. Tell your neighbor, get your house in order. Get your house in order. Let me begin by saying to you that even though these are challenging, challenging and uncertain times, and even though life has been disrupted in a way unlike many of us have ever seen or experienced, and even though we are facing some unknowns as it relates to how all of this is going to play out, Pat, I am absolutely convinced of three things. I'm absolutely convinced. That God is still in complete control. I'm absolutely convinced that the church will be victorious. Amen. And I'm absolutely convinced this too shall pass. Can, can I tell you why I believe that God is in complete control? Because, because when I went to bed last night, the moon was still in its place. When I got up this morning, even though it was raining, it was light outside. So that told me the sun was still shining. When I got out of bed, my feet hit the floor, gravity was still working, which means that God has not abdicated his authority, his sovereignty has not been surrendered, his throne has not been relinquished, and his power has not been forfeited. He is still God and he is still in control the psalmist said from everlasting to everlasting he is god paul paul said for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him and jesus said for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory how long forever and ever amen Let me tell you why I believe that the church will be victorious. I believe the church will be victorious through all of this because I heard Jesus say, Upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That means that this thing that we're going through is not going to defeat the church. I, I I know I know we're doing church differently, but but hear me: different is not deficient, and and if and it will not defeat the church. There is still power in the church because there is still truth in the word of God. And Jesus said that the gates of hell would not be powerful enough to stop the advancements of the church. Which means that come what may, nothing will halt the forward progress of the church. And And we will be victorious. I'm convinced y'all. I'm convinced y'all that the church, the church as a church, we will not just get through this thing. But I'm convinced we're going to grow through this thing. A lot of us are just trying to go through it. But I'm convinced that the church is going to grow through it. And I believe that this is a paradigm shifting moment for the church and may well be the church's finest hour. Think about it. Think about it. We, we got the church this morning and we had to do things a little bit differently from what we planned because our app was down, because the clog, the system was clogged and people who normally get on by the app couldn't get on. And we said, listen, everybody go to Facebook because we can't get on. Why could we not get on? Because everybody is live streaming their services, which means, watch this, that something that started out as a deficit suddenly is blowing up the gospel all around. the. Way. Y'all not hearing me. Jesus said this before he went to heaven. He said, listen, go ye into all the world... And preach my gospel to every creature. Don't you understand that Facebook and Instagram and Periscope and and all of these platforms are blowing up right now. You can't be on social media and not see a service somewhere because the gospel is being preached on the world wide web. Go ye into all the world and preach my gospel. Don't you see that God's, that the Jesus Christ great commission is being fulfilled in our very midst right now. That, that, that excites me because what that means is something that started out as a disturbance to the church is becoming a doorway for the gospel. Paul said it like this in Philippians 1 and 12, but I would have you to understand, brethren, that the things which happened to me, unto me, have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. I, I know that we aren't in our usual places, but the result of us not meeting in this building means the furtherance of the gospel. And that excites me because only God could take a pandemic and cause his gospel to be preached to the uttermost parts of the earth. Only God could take a virus and cause his gospel to go viral. Only God. God could close the doors of the church buildings and at the same time open up a great door of opportunity for the church to minister how it's never ministered before. Touch people it's never touched before. Go places it's never gone before. And do things we've never done before. Which is why we can say in all of this the church will be victorious. Talk to me Paul. All things will work together for the good. To them who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. But let me tell you, let me tell you why I'm convinced that this thing is going to pass. Because Isaiah said, and Jesus confirmed, he said in Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meat. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God. Watch this. To comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them mourn that Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In other words, You won't be sad forever. You won't hurt forever. You won't mourn forever. This too shall pass. Don't you lose hope, beloved. This too shall pass. Don't don't give up, beloved. This too shall pass. Don't let the reports scare you or the press conferences disturb you. Don't become desperate or depressed, fearful or frightful, tearful or terrified, hopeless or helpless. This too shall pass. The Lord will bring us through this. Even if you lose your job, the Lord will bring you through this. Even if you lose a loved one, the Lord will bring you through this. This too shall pass. But while we're in this season, while we're going through the spread of this pandemic and witnessing its debilitating effects upon civilization, I do think that it would be wise of us to take advantage of this moment and use it to encourage somebody to get your house in order. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know when you hear that phrase, we typically think about death and we think about end times and fact when, when, when we go through life-changing moments like this, it's common to hear preachers talk about these kind of events as indications of the end time. So let me go ahead and go on record and say to you that I'm not preaching this message in an attempt to scare anybody or suggest that this is one of the plagues that's written about in the book of Revelation. I'm not trying to scare somebody to Christ by causing them to think that they're on the brink of the return of Jesus. The reality is nobody knows when, God, when Jesus is going to come back. Nobody knows when the Lord will return. There have been many moments in history when humanity thought it was facing the end times. In the 14th century, the Black Plague killed 30 to 60 percent of the population of Europe, and people thought it was the end times. In 1918, the Spanish flu, another coronavirus, killed 50 to 100 million people worldwide, and people thought it was the end time. Joseph Stalin is credited with killing 20 million people during his dictatorship in the Soviet Union and people thought it was the end time. Estimates are that 20 million deaths were in World War I and 75 million in World War II and people thought that these wars and the rumors of wars were certainly indications of the end times. If you woke up this morning, you saw that there were earthquakes in other parts of the earth, other parts of the world. You see that over in Africa and in the Middle East, there are plagues of locusts. And and some are saying those are indications that it's the end times. But hear me. That's not a fair tactic. And I don't believe that to be fair, honest evangelism. When the end time will come, we do not know. We do know that it will, we do know that the Lord will return, but whether he comes tomorrow or 2,000 years from now, today, you ought to do one thing and get your house in order. I was watching TV, I was watching TV praise team, I was watching TV and saw a story about how people around the world are using this time of being quarantined and practicing social distancing. They showed people doing all kinds of things. But Perry, from making TikTok videos to making music and from their balconies, there have been all kinds of recommendations on social media about how to spend this time that we have, everything from taking walks to spending time with your family. But but may I suggest to you one thing that I ran across? Perhaps you you, you ought to see this moment as a time of reflection, a time even of spiritual renewal or for some spiritual revival. You ought to use this opportunity to get your house in order. Get your house in order. In order. Get your, like I'm losing about half of my audience right now. Y'all, y'all, y'all stay with me. I promise. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Don't, don't leave me just yet. The women are shaking their heads. They're throwing up all kinds of thumbs. Yeah, get your house in order. Men, stay with me. I'm going somewhere. I promise. I'm not going to leave you out there by yourselves. This is a setup. Tell that brother, come back and sit down. I'm not leaving you out there. But get your house in order. They said one thing you ought to do is use this as a time to do some deep Cleaning. Do some deep cleaning. In other words, get to those things that you usually neglect. Use this time to tidy up those areas that don't get regular attention. Do those things that over time you don't get to do, those areas that that, that, that you don't get to touch. And if you do that, if you don't do that, it will contribute to your house becoming cluttered and messy and disorganized. Do you realize that it's the same way with our spiritual lives? As believers, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. But the reality is that over time, we have neglected some areas. We have not taken the time to tend to some spaces. We have procrastinated and put aside dealing with some issues in some parts of our lives. And over time, things have just collected. The truth of the matter is... There's some things you need to deal with that you've been putting off and putting aside and procrastinating about and and waiting until another time to get to. And your continued stalling and doing what you need to do spiritually has contributed to your life being cluttered, disorganized, and messy. And over time, things have just gotten out of hand. Started out with just a little clutter here. Started out with just a little corner there. And that corner has turned into the whole Y'all t- talk to me if you can. It, everything was pushed into that little corner and now it's spreading everywhere, just like the virus. It just spreads. Spiritually, this season calls us to get our houses in order. Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, which means that he was a man who was knowledgeable about religion. He was a competent Jewish lawyer he was a learned man an educated man a man who had letters behind his name there was something nagging at Nicodemus that caused him to have a talk with Jesus at night the reality is my brothers and sisters is that night can be a sobering moment and when it's daylight everything's all right we can see everywhere we can make out everything but but at the nighttime we see shadows that cause us to wonder what's creating the shadow at the nighttime things become not nearly as clear as they are in the daytime and it could well be said that right now in this nation in this world we are in a nighttime experience the reports coming out of washington daily could make you feel like it's a nighttime experience the closing of businesses businesses and the loss of jobs can make you feel like it's a nighttime experience but even in the nighttime we don't have to be afraid for the psalmist declared the lord is my light My salvation, whom shall I fear? It's nighttime, but I I don't have to be afraid because the psalmist said, I will not be afraid of the arrows by day nor the terror by night. We don't have to be afraid of life's nighttime experiences. However, we should use them as moments to draw nearer to God. At night, Nicodemus made his way to Jesus to have a little talk with him about eternal life. At night, Nicodemus asked the Lord, what had been on his heart and what had been on his mind about salvation. At night, all of the questions that had been on his mind that he had never fully articulated for fear of being thought as uninformed around his other Jewish lawyer friends, he posed them to Jesus in the night. And when it's nighttime in your life, you ought to find and make your way to the master. When the nighttime comes and you can't make out what's ahead, you ought to find your way to the Lord. This is the time for us. To talk with God. Get your heart's anxieties calmed and your spirit's confusion answered. Jesus challenged Nicodemus by saying to him, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus asked the question, watch this, how can a man be born when he is old? Praise to him, I got to admit, I love that question because it shows the heart of Nicodemus at night. He is not debating with Christ. He's inquiring. He's asking basically, I heard what you said, now tell me how. I heard you say, except the man be born again, how can I be born again if I'm already old? I'm not debating the fact that that needs to happen. I just need to know how to do it. How can a man be born when he is old? Some of you, some of you who are watching right now, and some in your family have been through enough in life now that you aren't even arguing with God anymore about your need to be born again. You're not even arguing about the fact that you need to get your house in order. You know that you need to. The question is, how? I'll tell you right now, three things you need to do to get your house in order. Number one, you've got to throw some stuff away. If you're going to get your house in order. You've got to throw some stuff away. You, you can't keep doing, bless you, I'm going to get there. You can't keep doing Everything, you can't keep everything that you have with you trying to start a new life. You got to throw some things away. Part of the problem is, is that you've been trying to start over and keep the same stuff. Keep the same people. Keep the same associations. You cannot have a new life in Christ holding on to old stuff. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if a man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Old things are passed away. There are some old things that you've been trying to keep that you've got to let go of. Some old ways that you've got to let go of, some old habits that you've got to let go of, some old perspectives, some old understandings of the world that you've got to let go of, some old people and associations you've got to let go of, some old relationships you've got to let go of, some old mindsets that you've got to let go of, some old attitudes and dispositions that you've got to let go of. As a new creature in Christ, you have no use of it. Get rid of it, throw it out, let it go. It's not serving you well. It's not doing you any good. It's not helping you to live your best life. It's not aiding you in your personal or spiritual development. It's not keeping you in a good place emotionally. Listen, anger served you well when you were trying to have your way about everything and make people do what you wanted them to do. But over the time, you know and I know that it has damaged a lot of relationships. It has distanced you from people that you ought to be close to. It has caused people to fear you instead of love you. And it's time for you to throw it out. Lying has served some of you well when you were trying to stay out of trouble. But it has caused now people over time not to trust you. It has, caused, it has severely damaged your credibility. And you cannot pull people anymore because they know that if you're talking, you're lying. And it's time for you to throw it out. Doubt served you well. Hear me. Some of you had doubted for a long time. And doubt has served you well as long as you wanted to walk the fence. You've lived all of your life not willing to say that there isn't a God. But you haven't been willing to believe that there is. You've just been straddling the fence. Staying as close to the middle as you can. And doubt has been something that you have been hiding behind to keep you from making a faith decision. And it has allowed you over these many years to just straddle the fence. But it's time for you to get your house in order. Get off the fence and believe. That's where Nicodemus was. He had seen enough. He had learned enough. He had experienced enough. And he had come to the conclusion that he needed something more than what he had just learned. He needed something more than head knowledge. He needed a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. How can a man be born? When he is old, basically, Jesus, tell me what to do so I can get my house in order. Throw some things out. Throw some things out. Hear me, hear me. Listen to me good. You cannot make it into the kingdom holding on to your old philosophies. Throw it out. You cannot make it into the kingdom holding on to old systems of thought. Throw it out. You cannot bring new ageism into your relationship with Jesus Christ. Throw it out. You cannot bring crystals and tarot cards into your relationship with Christ. Throw it out. You cannot bring other religious thoughts into a relationship with the Lord. Throw it out. You must be born again. That means you're saying to the Lord, Lord, I want to be made new. I'm not where I want to be, and I'm not where you want me to be. And I've tried other things. I've learned other philosophies. I've listened to other traditions. But I believe that you have something better for me. And God, I want for me what you want for me. I want to be in relationship with you. I want to be born again. And as a sign of it, I want to be born again. I'm throwing out the things that have gotten between you and me. I'm throwing out the stuff that has cluttered my life and stopped my ears from hearing the truth of who you are. I'm throwing out my preconceived notions about church and church people. I'm throwing out all of the excuses that I've used that have kept me from really getting to know you and saying that I would come to church. But you know them church folk, that's just excuses you've been using and it's time for you to throw it out. Every excuse that you've ever used from getting into a real relationship with Christ, it's time for you to get your house in order and throw it out. Secondly, if you're going to get your house in order, you must secondly, after you throw it out, you got to put things in their proper place. If you're going to get your house in order, you got to put stuff in the proper place. It's not enough for you to throw it out if you don't do something with the stuff that's left. Wish I had a witness in here. It's not enough for you to throw out old stuff if you don't do something with the good stuff that's left. And the reality is that a lot of our lives are out of order right now because we put things in the wrong places. We have not rightly prioritized the things of life and we have put more value on things that in the end won't mean very much wrapped our lives around things that won't have much significance in the end. We've made our lives about things that in the end won't make a difference about our eternal destiny. You can live a life to build a legacy for people to remember or you can live a life that the Lord will look at it and say of it, "Well done." And ultimately, that is the question. Is it more is it more important for you for how you will be remembered by men Or is it more important to you what God thinks of you and how he will judge you? A lot of us are living to impress men rather than to be affirmed by God. Because right now you have the wrong priorities and when you have the wrong priorities you will put profit before people. When you have the wrong priorities you will put politics before policy. When you have the wrong priorities you will find one trillion dollars to put one one on, in one day to save Wall Street but keep people living on the streets without food and shelter. When you have the wrong priorities you will make things more important than people and people more important than God and God has been clear about how we should prioritize our lives the bible says you should love the lord thy god with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy might in other words you should have no other god before him Nobody before the Lord. Not your wife. Not your husband. Not your children. Not your parents. Nobody before the Lord. Not your job. Not your house. Not your car. Not your position. Nothing before the Lord. Not your money. Not your education. Not your plan. Not your clothes. Not your gift. Not your talents. Nothing before the Lord. Not your hobbies. Not your wants. Not your hopes. Not your goals. Nothing before the Lord. Not your friends. Not your boo. Not your passions. Not your interests. Nothing before the Lord. If you're going to put your house in order then you got to put things in the right place and nothing comes before the Lord. Uh, Lastly, I'm through. Lastly, I'm through. Lastly, I'm through. If you're going to put your house in order, you have to create a system to keep things organized. You have to create a system to keep things organized. Listen, listen. You can throw stuff away and you can put stuff in the right place. But if you don't have a system to maintain order, you're gonna end up right where you started. Wish I had a I said, you can throw stuff away, you can put stuff up, but if you don't have a system to maintain the order that you've established, it's going I wish I had a witness in here. You're going to end up right where you started. That means you got to have a plan in place to stay in right relationship with God. After you give your life to God, after you put the Lord first and allow him to put things in their right place, now you need a system of holiness. You need a system of sanctification. You need a system to keep your house in order. You need a system to stay clean. You need a system. And the system is real simple, y'all. It's a five point plan. And if you're Baptist, you ought to know this system because it's a part of the Articles of Faith for Sanctification. It's five things that we believe you got to do if you're going to say sanctified. You got to practice and read the Word of God. You got to practice prayer. You've got to practice self denial. You got to practice self examination. And you got to practice watchfulness. In other words, keep that up. You've got to read the Word of God daily. You've got to pray daily. You've got to self deny yourself of some things. In other words, you got to put your flesh in check so that your flesh is subject to your spirit. You got to practice self examination. In other words, assess yourself and see where you are. Don't lie to yourself. If you haven't made any progress in three weeks, three months, three years, something's wrong with your spiritual walk. And don't be afraid to look in the mirror and say, you know what? You aren't where you ought to be right now. You're not doing something you ought to be doing. You ought to be further along right now than you are right now. I got to cut some relationships. I got to cut some ties. I got to get in Bible study. I I got to show up in Sunday school. I got to do the things that will cause me to grow in my faith. And then I've got to be watchful. I got to look, I got to observe. I got to see where the enemy is active in my life. I got to know myself better than anybody else so that I don't put myself in positions where the enemy can take advantage of me. If I know that I ain't no good around folk who are drinking, that I need to stay around well from folk who are drinking. If I know I still need a little touch and a little tip, and every now and then, if I smell the thing and feel like I'm going to go that way, I need to make sure I stay away from people who are. I wish I had a witness in this house. You got to be watchful. You got to be watchful. And make sure you are not setting yourself up. That your house will be put in disorder and chaos again. I'm finished, beloved. But let me end this by saying to you what the Lord said to Nicodemus. On that night, he finished teaching him about being born again, and then he said this to him, y'all, and I want you to hear me real close. Bring, bring, it, bring it real close. I want you to hear what Jesus said to Nicodemus. He said to Nicodemus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life life Nicodemus came at night when when things were uncertain life was unclear he came to Jesus at night and Jesus made it crystal clear for him what he needed to do he needed to be born again and he needed to understand that God hasn't cursed the world he broke the curse I need you to hear me. Some, somebody's got their theology all messed up and you, 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 you think this is a curse sent by God to, to mess up the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to hear me this morning. Whoever you are, wherever you are, Maybe you've already given your life to Christ. Maybe you've not. Maybe you have someone in your family right now who's listening and and they they were tuning in for a word of encouragement. I can't think of anything more encouraging to tell you than God loves you. God loves us where we are. He loves us who we are. But he loves us enough that he doesn't want us to stay how we are. You must be born again and if you're ready to be born again if you're ready to give Jesus Christ your life and your heart it's real simple join me in this prayer all you have to say are these words Father in the name of Jesus I believe that Jesus is the Son of God I believe he died on a cross for my sins I believe he rose again from the dead and right now In my heart, I'm getting my house in order. I'm opening my heart to you. Come into my life. Make me a new creature. I've tried to do it my way, but now, God, I'm going to do it your way. Thank you for new life. Thank you for salvation. I accept it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, I believe this, we believe this with you, and we're glorifying God with you right now because, listen, you have just been saved. Salvation has just been granted to you. And the good news is this. Once you've been saved, that's a gift that can never be taken away from you. So welcome to the family of faith. Welcome to salvation in God by Jesus Christ. And welcome to a new life in Christ listen listen if you've done that we want to help you to, to, to make sure that you uh, grow in your faith there's a number on the screen right now 601-572-5811 if you just accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior we want you to call that number right now there's some there are counselors there who will help you who will pray with you who will help you to know what steps next steps you need to take in, 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 in fulfilling this new walk with God through Jesus Christ. I'm excited for you. Let us hear from you right now. Let us hear from you right now. If you're deciding, you go ahead and decide because I want you to know he's still God and he's God all by himself. Hallelujah. Go ahead and make up your mind. Something for us to remember. That's something for us to remember. In and through all of this, He is God. And He's God alone. Listen, listen. I want you to be. I want you to be uh, on alert uh, and connected with us. We may need to adjust uh, the time that we do our live stream. As I said this morning, we recognized that because of the high volume, the the traffic that's uh, on the internet right now with services uh, being live streamed all across the world that 11 o'clock hour uh, may not be the best time as so many are trying to get on and so we may adjust that time uh, if we do so, we will send out the text to let you know uh, when that time has been adjusted and what the new time is. Uh, we just want to study it and make contact with our platform to see uh, if adjustments are being made with their bandwidth to be able uh, to, to uh, support uh, all that is going on or if in fact we need to make that adjustment. If we do, we will let you know in plenty good time. Again, remember we will join you this Wednesday, this Wednesday at 7 p.m. for our Bible study. Connect with us as we Enter into the word of God, studying what thus saith the Lord. God bless you, and God keep you is our prayer. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we bless you and we thank you now. Thank you for this worship. Thank you for your word. You are good. You are God. And God, I pray right now for that person who gave their lives to Christ, that individual who has put aside doubt, who's determined right now that it's time to get their lives in order. God, I pray that you direct in order their steps. I pray, oh God, that you bind the enemy. I pray, Lord, that you use people around them to be brothers and sisters of faith who will encourage them and direct them in what to do and what not to do and how to grow in their faith. God, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you're God. You're bigger than any virus. You're greater than any disease. In fact, you're the healer of all of our diseases and all of our infirmities. By your stripes, we are healed. And so, God, right now, we leave this morning with our heads lifted up. We leave this morning encouraged and edified. We leave this morning knowing, God, that nothing is too hard for you, O God. We worship you, we praise you, and we thank you. And we know that in your hands, everything will be all right. Now unto him who is able (laughs) able now unto him who is able to keep you from falling or present you faultless before the Father with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory, majesty dominion and power now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen and Amen God bless you Go in peace.